So welcome to the Wingman Podcast, episode three. Here's your host, Matt Levine, a professional photographer. And I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Justin Mark. What is up, International dating coach. Bloody is Justin Mark. How you guys doing? Okay, I'm actually excited for today. So we decided that today we're going to choose a topic that we want to talk about. Uh, what is the topic, Justin? I don't know. I haven't even decided. What we're about <laughs> no, we were thinking about a topic. So. so, you know what's crazy? When it comes to content creation, anything can be an inspiration. And the thing is, me and Matt could talk forever about anything related to dating, relationships, ecology, business, girls pulling fun, and being a good wingman. And so, mm-hmm. I pretty much jumped on Instagram Live, and I'm asking, audience here, someone just asked me, what are the topics to talk about on a date slash get to know the girl better when you're on a date with a beautiful mm. woman? So that's actually a really good question. I think that's a fantastic question. Uh, shit, what do, you, what do you usually talk about when you're on a date, Matt? Politics and religion. Oh, yeah, dude, number one. <laughs> I talk, what I usually talk about on a, on a, on a date is uh, how... Uh, how much I love Donald Trump. Yeah, I was going to say, how much I love Trump. <laughs> talk about anything political. I talk about how uh, racism is a myth. I talk about the wage gap isn't real, especially if you're talking to a, a woman. I, our opinions on feminism. I talk about how feminism is toxic, cancerous to society. And I also talk about Black Lives Matter. It's Make sure funny, about we're Black half Matter. joking, but we actually do talk about those things. <laughs> it, it, half the time, I actually, I, I actually say, like, if the girl's annoying me, especially, I, like, trigger her, or, like, I just like to make things exciting, but, like, it's never... It, Honestly, yeah, never we... Good when you talk about that shit. No, it's never good, but I think it's a good way to kind of, like, test if a girl takes herself seriously. I agree with that. If she can, like, tolerate me joking about that, I feel like she passes the test. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. If, if we make those sarcastic jokes about, like, politics, then... And she laughed. I already like her. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, it's funny. I was hanging out with a girl early this year. I actually met her from Tinder. And this is way early in the year. It's like during COVID stay-at-home orders in February. It's fucking uh-huh. craziness. Crazy to think that was, like, early this year, man. It's been such a crazy fucked up, like, past year. And uh, she was trying to persuade me and convince me that it's okay. Not only just that it's okay, that I'm transphobic... If I don't hook up with transsexuals, because I'm not allowed to have a preference. And like me and this girl, we were like friends of benefits uh-huh. and she, and we we're like arguing. This girl was literally arguing with me, pretty much telling me if I am, if not open-minded to hooking up with transgendered women, mm-hmm. I am transphobic. And I feel like that was like the breaking point of our relationship dynamic. And after that, like, cause we disagreed on the topic so heavily mm-hmm. like we kind of just stopped seeing each other you know you what i mean hooked up with her though right no we hooked up dude we were hooking up for like almost two months interesting we'd see each other like once twice a week and then uh we kind of just stopped seeing each other because we had different political views on things interesting you know I mean? yeah i don't Craziness. know some, some girls have really strong values and i don't know when you trigger that then i don't know dude it f- kind of fucked my head <sighs> up though because like this girl was pretty much trying to like and her argument logically made sense too. It like made a lot of sense. Like the way she was framing it, cause she just believed in what she was saying so fully mm. that I was like, oh, I kind of see your point, but it's like, I also feel like you're gaslighting me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, she was like persuading me to like be like, oh yeah, like I, I'm transphobic. If I don't hook up with women, it's like, I'm not gonna have a preference. I'm transphobic for having a preference. Is like literally what I was feeling. I was like, what the fuck? But the whole point is like, yeah, like try not to talk about politics and religion on a fucking date. <laughs> I don't know. You know I, I, mean? I just do it for fun. Oh, I can actually tell a story about how I ended up hooking up with a girl that disagreed with me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, so I love Donald Trump. Like, okay. I genuinely love Donald Trump. I've read all his books. Even before he ran president, I've always been a fan because I read a lot of business books and I loved his books about positive, you know, having a positive thinking and, and stuff like that. So I really believed in him as a businessman. So when he ran for president, I'm like, cool, like, I really like this guy. Like, I, I fully trust him uh, more than whoever he was uh, competing with. And then I told that to, to the girl that it was a girl that I met on a bus on my way home. I think uh, I was like 19 and uh, we hit it off on the bus. So I asked her out on a date. So we went on a date. 
And I told her, hey, I love what's going on in the election. Like, I love Donald Trump. Like, I really hope he wins. And this girl got so triggered. She's like, fuck him. He's racist, blah, blah, blah. And just went on for like the first 10 minutes of us like on a date. She just went off. Like, we just argued. Like, we we full on argued. And I feel like we reached a point where we kind of like, damn, like we looked at each other and we're like, we're not going to get along. Like the vibe was dead. It wasn't sexual at all. There wasn't like any passion. That's nice. Yeah. And we both kind of looked at each other like, fuck, like we both committed to this date. And I'm like, I knew there was a festival going on. So I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe I'll just ask this girl to come with me to the festival and I'll go pick up chicks there or something and like ditch her. (laughs) So we ended up going to the festival by the beach. And this girl told me that she actually lived super close to it. So, okay, cool. It's actually more convenient to go there. So we ended up hanging out. By the way, we took an Uber on the way to the beach, the festival. We didn't speak at all. It was the most awkward fucking, yeah, it was the most awkward car ride I've ever had. And even when we got to the festival, we didn't really talk much. It was so weird. I was so uncomfortable. Like I did not like this girl, but she was like really pretty. (laughs) So like, I was kind of confused. Like, do I still go for it? And I I, I can tell that she like felt the same way. So when when we were hanging out, (laughs) I just remember her asking out of nowhere, maybe like a one minute of silence. We're just staring in the water. I uh, really, like, she's like, um, I just live like right there. Do you want to like come, <laughs> come back to my place? So she just asked you to come back to her place. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, is this girl going to murder me or something? It was like, that was a vibe. It wasn't even sexual. So we ended up going to her place. And uh, when we got there, we go straight to the room and it was awkward. Very awkward. Offered me a drink and she like sat on the bed and I was next to her. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm so uncomfortable. And then and then she went in for the kiss. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, think about this logically too, right? You're holding your belief system, even though this girl fucking passionately hates Donald Trump. Yeah. You were centered in reality. You were demonstrating, well, I don't really give a fuck what you think or say. Yeah. I, you know, believe in what I believe in. And like politics aside, that's very attractive. Right, you're not falling to her frame, and on top of all that, she might logically not like you, but be just be attracted to you. So in uh-huh. her head, she's like, "All right, I can't get any like emotional value to this guy, uh-huh. but I can get at least like sexual value to this guy." <laughs> yeah, honestly, no, seriously, let, let me, let, it gets awkward. It gets even more awkward. <laughs> so basically, what happens is we ended up hooking up, and it was literally the worst sex of my life. Oh, it was God. so bad that I couldn't get hard, and also I just didn't like her. Like, I just didn't like her vibe. It was just like, you're, you're attractive, like physically, but like your vibe, I feel like we're just, we're just going to fight. We're just going to disagree on like everything. And then I remember we were having sex for maybe like 10 minutes. And then while in the middle of it, she just like gets up, didn't say anything in the middle of that. I didn't finish. So I, she, she just gets up, puts her pants back on <laughs> and stands by the door well, without awkward. saying a word. So I did the same thing and I kind of just walked out. Dude, that's so weird. Like we didn't say anything to each other and I didn't feel no ways. It was it, like I for, for, I, for the first time in my life, I felt like used. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And it was Valentine's Day too. So it was kind of like. Oh dude, that makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. She wanted a Valentine's Day hookup because she wanted to be alone on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because right? you know what's actually insane? So this girl I was telling you about who was trying to persuade me into hook, like trying to tell me I'm transphobic if I don't hook up with transgendered women or whatever. I actually met her on Valentine's Day as well. And so it sounds like it's a very similar thing where it's like a lot of times, you know, the girl's not necessarily into your personality. You're just a good looking dude. She wants to hook up with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because I was actually trying to set up almost a relationship dynamic with this chick, but she didn't want to. She just wanted dick. To be honest, I'm I'm pretty sure she has a boyfriend. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. I'm pretty sure she like 90% sure that she has a boyfriend. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense, actually. Well, it is what it is. It's part of the game. It's what you signed up for when uh, you decided to, uh, you know, be part of this shit. Someone actually commented saying, man, if a girl's too logical and confrontational, I know it's not going to work out. And it's actually true, right? Because it's like, you could even still end up hooking up with her, but just like you have nothing in common, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, almost like, what's the point? Well, let's go back to the topics that we want to talk about, right? Because I've coached guys also. And what I tell the guys that I coach 
when it comes to topics is like make it topics that that's super simple and everybody understands. Like Justin, you've heard me talk to girls. What do I talk about? I don't talk about deep stuff. I talk about like what's her favorite thing to get at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like literally. I think I went on for like ten minutes one time talking about chicken nuggets. How much I yeah, love I spicy that. chicken nuggets. <laughs> I, I, I remember. I literally remember. I was with you outside of uh, the club area, and we we walked over to a McDonald's, and you're just talking to girls who are like ordering food at the pickup window, and you're just like talking about how like you literally went on a rant about like about about the jalapeno chicken nuggets and how they're they're really good, but they're not that good. And I'm like, what? the fuck but because understanding that women are all about emotions right it's not really about the topics in fact the deeper you go when it comes to conversation not a good topic to go like i have students that are very intellectual they're super smart they talk about their favorite books and shit like that i'm like yo like i've read probably way more books than the girls that i talk to but i don't, I don't bring it up because it's not relatable they yeah it's not relatable the relatable retard. You want to be a relatable retard. The topics that you want to talk about has to be just fun, super easy to relate to. What's your favorite rapper? Like, you know, that's literally the types of question I ask. You, you know what's funny? So when I'm trying to make moves on a girl and I want to like close the deal, hit a home run, I have two questions I ask the girl. What's your favorite color? And then they'll be like, oh, it's like purple. I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Why? And they'll just tell me why they like their favorite color. I'm like, oh, cool. And then I'll tell them my favorite color. I'm like, yeah, my favorite color is blue because it's like such a deep color and, you know, whatever reason I like blue. And then I'll also ask them, what's your best childhood memory? Half the time, they're like, I don't have one. <laughs> They'll be like, what's your worst childhood memory? It's just like those two questions. What's they're very your, emotional. Yeah, those, they're, those they're, they're, deep, they're deep emotional questions as well, right? Yeah. But they're also very non-logical questions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you can get really get into it. And it builds the comfort and the familiarity really, really quickly Mm -hmm. because you're able to just, you know, build that vibe instantly based off those questions. Yeah, it's all about the vibe when it comes to talking to girls. It's all about the vibes. So the simpler the topics that you use, the better. You almost have to, like, dumb it down because, like, yeah. I feel like, you know, when it, when it comes to dating, okay. dating yeah. is a very in-the-moment emotional experience. All right, this might sound kind of, like, condescending, but, like, the topics that I use when, when I'm talking to girls, I just imagine I'm, like, talking to... To like a four-year-old. I'm not saying that girls are like four-year-olds, but when it comes to topics, easily understood, I dumb it down so much. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's almost like you got to act like you're a four-year-old. Yeah. Act act like, like I, act like, I definitely act like a four-year-old. I talk like, like a four-year-old. But usually when I'm on a date or I'm like in a super like intimate vibe with a girl, I just like act yeah. really, really, really fucking so To get more specific, dumb. literally, I just ask the questions, do you like blank? Like, and it's like, could be random. Do you like games do you like video games do you like plants <laughs> do, do you like plants what's your favorite plants yeah i love ficuses i love rice plants rice plants nice yeah. the rest of my favorite food what's your favorite food so you just make it really simple and really dumb yeah makes a lot of sense what's your favorite sport it's interesting interesting yeah you, you could pretty much ask them anything like yeah. you, you don't you don't <laughs> really need whatever to you're even, curious about yeah, straight up. You know what's even crazier? You don't really have to talk about anything. Yeah. Once, once you're already comfortable with each other. You know what's crazy? The first 20 minutes of any date, could be earlier, maybe in the first like few minutes, the first yeah. couple minutes, maybe some of the most awkward, <laughs> but they matter the most and they're most important because that kind of sets the frame. So usually what I'll do is the moment I'm like, I'm hanging out with a girl, the moment I meet up with a girl, I just share whatever my most recent story is. I, I might even talk about like my Uber Eats that just came that morning. Mm -hmm. I might talk about some crazy story that happened yesterday. I might, I'll just talk about the last 24 to 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Like while I'm in the elevator, bringing them upstairs yeah. to my house or whatever. Girls love talking about food. Yeah, whatever whatever the fuck it is, dude. Yeah. Whatever it is. And then, uh, and here's a pretty good like day tip in general. It's just like bust out the tequila, bust out the drinks, right? Because oftentimes the girl's feeling nervous. And so, like, the quicker you get a couple of drinks, like, calm the nerves, everything's cool. I'm saying, because, like, the girl's excited to meet you. She's eager mm -hmm. to meet you. She wants to get to know you. She wants to see if you guys vibe mm -hmm. on that personal level. Right? It's kind of weird. They don't even have to drink it. Most of my dates, like, and I offer drinks, they don't even drink it. Yeah. I mean, it, you don't have to. It's just, like. It depends on how comfortable she is, right? Yeah. Usually, drinking isn't about wanting to get drunk. It's usually about, you know, how nervous and anxious you are in that relationship yeah. dynamic, social dynamic situation. How to convince a girl to be non-exclusive? I actually really like that question. So, 
Wow. We're about to go off. Oh That's my fucking, God. woo. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. That, dude, Matt, how do you, you know what's crazy? If, you have to con- if you're coming from the frame of, I need to convince a girl to be non-exclusive, you've already lost. Yeah. You almost already lost because it, it's almost like your vibe should attract that. You know the biggest issue I have right now in my dating life? The biggest issue I have is most of the girls I hook up with don't want to date exclusively. It's almost like I've constructed like over the last eight, nine, 10 years, mm-hmm. my, my aesthetic, my personality, my vibe to just attract me girls or attract me dating partners that solely want to date non-exclusively. In other words, you're you know walking saying? red flag. <laughs> In other words, <laughs> I, I just like red flags everywhere, dude. It's actually funny because usually when I do want to date girls, they tell me all the time, like, you give me so many red fucking flags. And I'm like, it's good, baby. I'm, I'm just trying to attract you. Colors. So I'm, I'm peacocking. I, I'm, I'm using different the color, color. red. Not even just red flag. I got the purple flags. I got the yellow flags. I got the blue flags. I, I got a rainbow flag. Yeah, exactly. I got all kinds of flags going out here. <laughs> I'm trying to be as colorful as possible. All the flags of the fucking rainbow. You know what I'm saying? I'm dead. And so that way you're, you know, you're, you're attracting girls who are attracted to your red flags. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like the it's girls who are here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> That's it. I feel like oftentimes when it comes to dating, I'm like the placeholder in between girls relationships. It's like when a girl breaks up with her boyfriend before she gets in her next relationship, I'm that guy in between. I'm the rebound guy. And I'm perfectly fucking okay with that. I've had you're, like, you're the guy that doesn't count. <laughs> Does it count? When, when like, when like her, her like future boyfriend asks her like, "Who's this guy?" And like, "Oh, just, just, a, just a friend, just a friend." He's a gay friend. <laughs> He's my gay friend from college. He's like, "No, what? I don't want to college with her." What? <laughs> I've even like pulled girls by telling them, "Just tell your friends I'm gay. Just tell your friends I'm gay." Yeah, yeah. It's funny as hell. Super fucking. But funny. that was a very accurate like answer because you're really good at that i need to be more like that because girls want to date me that's the issue though right it's like i've trained myself to be that guy train myself to be the guy where it's like shit i don't want girls to date me but now i'm at a point where i'm like shit i do want girls to date me when it actually happens when girls are like i'll oh, be my boyfriend or date me exclusively it is fucking super annoying it is actually like legitimately super annoying gotta do my thing when i date girls it's like i'm like subconsciously being that guy who like trigger them to not want to date but you also have to come for a frame of like setting the frame like if every girl you're hugging up with is trying to put you in a frame of hey let's date you got to kind of screen them from the very beginning being like hey look i don't date like exclusively we can date however i'm not just gonna date you exclusively i'm not like mm-hmm. i'm pimp's got pimp i gotta do my thing get and you gotta let her know just being honest in the yeah, beginning. just be, be honest from the very beginning oftentimes when i hook up with girls and they're trying to set the frame of like dating me i just let them know i am I'm like, baby, I just like to fuck bitches. Are you bisexual? Let's hook up girls together. Let's pull three together. That's like almost, the fir- that's the first thing I do anytime I hook yeah, up Yeah, do you girl. like girls? I just ask them, I'm like, do you like girls? I, you, when I hook up with a girl, I usually just ask them like, do you like girls? And if they're like, no, I'm like, oh shit, I only like girls who like girls. Do you do I tell them? And oftentimes they'll tell you if they're like open to experimentation, stuff like that. Now, here's the issue with that though, right? It's like, you are pushing those girls away from the very beginning. So it's like, you're almost like setting up the vibe to be like a one-eight stand type vibe where it's like you might not even see these girls again. Yeah. But the thing is with that, if you do have that vibe, you sleep with them faster. You do sleep with them faster. They don't make but, you wait. But they're probably not going to see you again or they probably only hook up with you a handful of times until they find like another dude who they're more emotionally attracted to. Yeah, it depends. You can play it this way, right? You can play it as a guy, like as like a fuck boy right up until you hook up with her and then you can switch the frame right away. You can yeah, act saying. more of like a guy she'd want to date. You can like have a deeper conversation with her or something. And then when I, I want to like date a girl, it. I usually do get her by doing that. So here's a great example of this, right? My main chick right now, I hadn't seen her in years. It had been like three fucking years since I'd last seen her. And I wanted to set that frame. So immediately we both went to that frame of like trying to set up like we're trying to date. Right. But it also depends where you meet these girls, right? If you're meeting them on like a bumble, Maybe they're looking for a fucking uh-huh. a boyfriend. But if you meet them on Tinder, they're looking for a hookup. If you meet them from a nightclub, they're probably just looking for a dude to hook up for the night. If you meet them in the bookstore, they're probably more open to having a boyfriend. So it depends on where you meet the girl and where she's at in life and what kind of dynamic she is hoping that you set. 
So, well, we'll get to that. So, Matt, let me ask you, how do you set the frame of wanting to like be open in an open relationship dynamic? Honestly, the same exact way you do it. I just give off a very fuckboy frame, like a walking red flag. Simple as that. You just walk around being a red flag? You're like a red flag. You just make her feel like, wow, this guy her, is I going to break them my too. Heart. It's like, hey, do I give you any red flags? If they say yes, I've already won. I mean, if that's your goal. If that's your <clears> goal. Yeah, if, if that's your goal. But that's not the case with every girl, right? Some girls I'd want to date. For sure. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, some girls you want to date, some girls you don't want to date. You kind of just got to pick and choose and figure out which girls you want to set that frame with. What girls do you want to set that dynamic with? My homegirl, Arena, what's up, baby? What's up, Arena? Yo, we should get Arena on the podcast. But, Can we do um, live? Can we do live? Yeah, we could totally do live. Arena, you should join. You should join the podcast right now. So she has a great question. Hey, yo, Arena, what's up? Holy shit. Can you hey, hear us? Arena, what's going on? Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Wingman Podcast. So you had a great question, Arena. Your question was, how do you get a guy to ask more questions about you instead of talking about themselves so much? So it's probably an issue a lot of guys have is they just talk about themselves so much instead of mm-hmm. getting the girl to open up about her. By the way, you look really cute right now, just letting you know. But uh, <laughs> but so my, my, my question for you, Arena, is like, what can you give an example? Has this happened to you on dates? Have you hung out guys and they just talk about themselves the whole time? I think what I do is I just let guys talk more about themselves, but there comes a certain point during the date where you want the attention to be drawn back to you, where they kind of go with the flow of the conversation and gear it more towards them mm-hmm. instead of realizing that there's more than one person in the conversation. Is it a turn off to you that when guys do that? It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. So it depends on who you're talking to. Well, I mean, I mean, I remember hanging out with you and you were just asking me questions the entire fucking time about myself. And I, you know, what's crazy. That made me really into you. That made me like, really like, wow, this girl's super fucking cool. And so it's actually a, a bit of a power move when you get people to just talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. It makes them feel comfortable around you. And the issue with that is think about this as a guy on a date. If the girl's just asking you about yourself the whole time, it's going to make you feel comfortable with her, but it's not going to make her feel comfortable. It's going to make her feel like, okay, I understand this guy, but it's not going to actually make her feel more open and comfortable with you. So as a guy, if you want a woman to like you, you should ask her questions about her life. Get her to talk about herself, right? Get her to like feel to her inner narcissist and just share who the fuck she is. And that automatically makes her feel be like, oh my God, this guy gets me. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's almost actually like a power move to do so, and so I think you're a woman asking that question. You can't really there's no answer to that question because it depends on the guy, right? It depends on the, if the guy's open to hearing you out. It's almost like you'd all if you go into a frame of trying to battle him, try to like share about yourself, and he's not interested in listening to you. You're gonna mm-hmm. feel frustrated. So the it's, it's more. Well, shit, the question is asked: How do you get them? How do you get them to ask more questions? I feel like if a girl, uh, I'm just like trying to flip the roles here. If a girl talks way too much about herself, first of all, I don't mind she's doing the work for me. I'm, I'm fine taking the passive role, but if she does it way too much, then I don't know. I call her out on it. It's like, hey, like you talk too much. <laughs> and even like sometimes with you, like you talk a lot more than I do. I just kind of like approach you in a way like, hey, Justin, like I feel like we need to make it more like a 50-50. Like, why don't you ask me questions? Yeah, so you can straight up. To, to answer that question, like, and this is for any guy or any girl who experiences this, you can just call them out on it. Yeah, call them out, just to be honest. It's people you're talking to, you know? If they're a mature enough person, they'll appreciate that. And if they like you enough, they'll actually do what you want them to do, which is to try to get to know you. With anything in social dynamics, like, for example, anytime you're in some sort of situation, you can call out the elephant in the room. You think it make it awkward, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It actually makes do it more relatable. Justin does that very well. I feel like anytime you notice something that you don't like or that you like, you just say it out loud. Yep. It's like, I don't like this. I don't like that. And people respect you a lot when you do that. Yeah. Because you're speaking your mind. It builds authority, right? It actually builds authority in the, in the dynamic as yeah. well. The trick I like to do is sometimes I get uncomfortable when calling the elephant into the room. I ask, hey, like, can I say something? You talk too much. <laughs> I like, kind of like get them mentally prepared. Hey, can I say something? And then they're like, what? Okay, like, uh, can we make this more like a 50-50? As much as I want to get to know about you, like, I want you to get to know me. I think that's a really good place to start. It's a great way to handle it. Yeah. Very interesting. Right. Usually I mm-hmm. try to go off of whatever they say, and I relate it back to an experience that I already have, so I can 
kind of generate some sort of curiosity and get them to focus a bit more attention on me instead of talking more about themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a more... Honestly, some guys are just you're, bad you're talking, talking more to girls. Of a direct approach, <clears throat> thinking more about indirectly for women because women tend to not be so comfortable being direct. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, oftentimes women are a little bit uncomfortable being direct. And I mean, I think that's where everyone can benefit by breaking the stereotype of what is socially acceptable and unacceptable, you fucking win. You mm-hmm. end up being in the top, like, think of this. If you want to get in the top 1% of income, you must do things that the other 99% of people don't do. Mm-hmm. If you want to become the top 1% of social skills and social dynamics, you must also do things that the other 99% of people mm-hmm. don't do. I mean, the, there's some truths to what we're talking about, that girls are less confident than guys in most cases, not all the time, because some girls are very confident. Even Jordan Peterson talks about how guys are usually more assertive, they just have like less fear when it comes to that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, if you're a girl, you just need to push yourself. It's a part so of growing. True. You just need so to push true. yourself. Just get, just got to push it. Just yeah. gotta make, yeah. make it happen. Growth over comfort. Couldn't fucking agree more. Thank you, Arena, for the question. Do you have any other questions or? No, I think that's it. Arena, you look super adorable. Let's hang out soon. Yeah, you do. Thank you. You look like a baddie. You, you haven't sleep. slept, have you? haven't okay. you? No, not tonight. <laughs> oh shit. What are you doing? You're, you're, you're in the Whoa. same sleep schedule. Uh, look at my page. I've been car obsessed the whole night. You're what? <laughs> I've been car obsessed the whole night. Oh yeah, no, I actually I saw your story. You're just up all night. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're gonna, we'll kick it. Okay, let's hang out this week. Okay, sounds good. All right, John. Talk to you See soon. you later. Bye. Someone actually asked a really good question. Uh, there, there's someone asking about toxic relationship. He's asking, what should someone do if someone's forcing you to be in a toxic relationship? I mean, Matt, what do you do? What do, what do you do? do? What do you do if someone's forcing you to be in a toxic relationship? I have a lot of experience in relationships as much as you. Maybe you should. All right, Share there's yours. a million ways you can handle that. You could cheat. No, I'm just I'm just, joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no, seriously though, guys, like no one's ever forcing you to be in a toxic relationship. It could feel that way, however, because think about this, right? If you're spending all your time with that person, you almost get emotionally manipulated and you get like backed into a corner. It just feels like you're stuck in this dynamic, especially if you're living with the person. Like I lived with my ex-girlfriend, Matt, you lived with your ex-girlfriend slash girlfriend or whatever. I don't know where you're at right now. Like what the fuck? But, um, Whatever it is, when you're living with a girlfriend, especially, or a partner, or a dating partner, mm-hmm. shit, you're fucked. I remember a year ago living in Mexico uh, with my ex-girlfriend, and she was a bit abusive. She was, like, abusive with me, dude. This bitch was fucking psycho. Like, she would get mad and, like, try to fucking hit me and shit. I literally was like, don't fucking put your hands on me. Put all my shit, put it into a bag, jumped in a taxi, went to the airport, and just flew out. I just fucking ditched her. I literally left this chick. This girl put her fucking hands on me. Uh-huh. My girlfriend put her fucking hands on me and I literally left her in a foreign city. She put her hands on me. I'm like, bye. I left the country. Adios, amigo. Okay. Peace the fuck out. I think that's really good. Like if you just like move to somewhere really far that you physically cannot. got the fuck out of there. I literally just left the country. Cause like, Dude, it was fucking crazy. This girl was like trying to come at me and put her hands on me. She, she wanted me to like buy her an iPhone or something. Yeah. Like that was like some next level toxic relationship shit. It wasn't like that in the beginning. All of a sudden, she's like living with me. Things are getting more serious. She, mm-hmm. she just demands I buy her an iPhone. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not buying an iPhone. She started coming at me. She started like physically trying to like find reasons to be mad at me and try to like fight me because I wouldn't buy her an iPhone. I just packed up all my shit and I fucking left. I left her in the city yeah, crazy. with nothing. I'm just like, peace out. Goodbye. Block. Adios. A lot of people don't realize you can just block the person. Like, if someone fucking puts you in a position like that, block them, drop them, cut them the fuck out, and never talk to them again. Mm-hmm. Okay? I literally, I literally just moved countries. I literally moved countries to get away of my toxic ice I think another reason why people get stuck in there because they don't realize that they have options. Yeah, they become like a slave of their own mind. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are what we call a slave of their own mind. They're a slave to their own reality. You just got to leave. That's the best way to do Gotta get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out. Just get the fuck out of there, dude. So um, we actually got another couple questions. How do you deal with jealousy and trust issues? How do you know if a girl's cheating, using vanish mode and messages, etc.? So how do you deal with jealousy and trust issues, Matt? In myself or in the person I'm in, talking to? Like in relationships. In relationships? In relationship dynamics. Well, when I get jealous, I try to like get that jealousy out of my system. And usually when you feel jealous, you usually feel needy. And how do you get rid of neediness is to be in abundance. So I just go out, make my life really good so that I don't 
think about that stuff. It's all about your focus. If you're focused too much on the relationship, too too focused on what your partner's doing, then you you just get overwhelmed. Um, but if you're focused on something else, if you're focused on yourself, your growth, your health, your business, getting your money up, if you're a single guy, getting more girls, that puts you in a better headspace to not feel jealous. And when it comes to trust issues, I don't know, just being honest with the person you're dealing with. You just ask them. So it's interesting about getting jealous and trust issues because uh, the issue a lot of guys have is if they don't feel comfortable themselves, how the fuck are they ever going to feel comfortable in a relationship dynamic? If you don't feel comfortable with yourself, how are you ever going to feel like you trust your partner? Now, if your girl's giving you reasons not to trust you, like, great example, a few years ago, I was in a very serious relationship, you know, really into this girl. I literally moved to this girl's country and moved in their fucking parents. As insane as it is, that was where I was at. I moved to a third world country and moved in with the girl's parents and her. And then I look at her Instagram, there's some fucking dude commenting hearts on her pictures. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Now, you guys see it from both perspectives. It's a random dude simping on her pictures. But if I really got to the root cause, I was like, it was a dude she knew. And so I was like, what the fuck? Right? So part of it is you kind of just got to trust your partner. The other part of it is you got to fucking like dig deep and use your intuition to feel whether or not this person is telling the truth. You got to feel whether or not this person is actually telling you the truth. Yeah. So Because you know? sometimes it's just your own insecurities talking. A lot of times it's your own insecurities yeah. talking. A lot of times. It's your own issues. A lot sometimes of times. Sometimes your partner fucking, just doesn't do anything. Sometimes either. your partner's cheating on you too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so like, and this is so fucked up. I don't recommend anybody do this, but I'm going to give you the advice anyway. What you could hypothetically do is while your girl's sleeping, if you're in a serious relationship dynamic, while she's sleeping, kind of go through her phone a little bit. Now, is that toxic? Yes. Is it a viable strategy to figure out if your girl's cheating on you? Absolutely. You go through her phone, you see the DMs, on her Instagram, see DMs on her messages, check the DMs between her and her best friends, check her deleted folder in her photos. Check the deleted folders, the deleted photos in her folders. If your girl's getting dick pics, sexting a dude, taking screenshots of it, she'll mm -hmm. be deleting those, those texts and it'll be in her deleted folders, in her photos. I guarantee you, you will find some crazy shit in there. And if you don't, if you don't find anything in there, you found yourself a winner. My main chick, I can't find anything on her fucking phone. I tried. All I could find on her phone is like work stuff and her texting her cousin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And her texting like two of her best girlfriends. And it's like, and just her texting me. It's like, I'm like the only dude she's texting. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Jesus Christ. So like, I'm trying to try to make it easy. Like, I was trying to figure out a way, like a reason to drop her and cut her off, but I couldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't find a reason to dump this chick. So I'm like, fuck, I'm stuck with her. <laughs> craziness yeah. craziness but yeah how do you deal with jealousy and trust issues here's another way you deal with jealousy is abundance let's say you're dating a girl and it's not that serious and like you're just fuck buddies or whatever but you're still jealous well go date 10 other girls who look just like her or hotter or yeah. better or you have a better relationship than this, the, don't feel jealous anymore. like yo like how would you feel if say you feel jealous with a girl but like 10 other girls are texting you like you, there's no way you can get jealous dude how how would no you feel if you felt jealous of a girl but then you have a fivesome with four hot girls. <laughs> you, you probably wouldn't feel that jealous anymore. Straight up. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's no, like trying to get over your ex. True. You try to get over your ex and you just like, on the contrary, it's like, I remember coming up through a breakup and I hooked up with like so many, I, I went full savage mode. I became the biggest man slut you'd ever want to meet in just in order to get over my ex-girlfriend. And it took me like two years to get over her still. So like, you know, there's that. Could take a long time to get over a dating partner. Could take a long ass time. Jealousy is a dangerous game. It is. It's honestly something you got to practice. Practice yeah. makes perfect, and it's okay to feel jealous too. It's natural human it's, it's instinct natural. to feel jealous. Like even monkeys get jealous, you know. Yeah. So Dude, dogs get jealous. Be nice to yourself if you ever get jealous. Uh, just do the strategies that we tell you to do in order to fix it. Just like fuck mad bitches. Fuck mad <laughs> bitches. That's literally the solution. <laughs> We're joking. We're joking. But if you, what if what if you're a girl though? So if you're a girl getting jealous, ooh, ooh you, I don't know. Like I feel like it's a different. It's a whole approach. different ball game, dude. Whole different ball game because here, here's the thing, right? If you're a woman's getting jealous, it's similar but it's different because like there's this concept: a woman rather share an alpha than be stuck with a beta. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you kind of just gotta accept it. 
Yeah. That's my advice as a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, just, just accept it. Just accept it that he's being a fuckboy. Yeah. Because if you try to change him, you're going to lose him. Yeah. Try I to feel change like him, for you're a lose guy him. and the girl that I'm talking to is jealous, I feel like it's a good thing. Like, I, I think it's a good thing. That means, like, I've hooked this person. If you're making her jealous? I, I'm not, no, not consciously making her jealous. No, but, like, if you're, like, unconsciously, whoops, and making you jealous, yeah, she's hooked on you for sure. Yeah. What's what's that book called? Rational Male talks about... Spitting plates. Why not? Spitting plates, and they have this, like, competitive... Like, she'll, like, fuck you better and shit if she's jealous. She'll she'll be more competitive. Yeah, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you know what? Getting girls to get competitive is one of the number one ways to kill it in your dating life. Like, making girls competitive. Using jealousy as a tool to enhance her dating life. Very... Very powerful. Very powerful. But you don't want to be the guy that's getting used, that that is falling into the girl making you jealous Mm -hmm. in order to benefit her dating life. I know. I find dating very similar to like, this is kind of fucked up. I find it very similar to like, almost like war strategies, which is fucking nuts. Uh Uh-huh. But like, if you really break it down, a lot of times dating can just be fucking crazy, dude. It's its its own, it's its own little fucking universe. It's its own ball game. You know what I mean? Like half the time, the rules go out the window. So yeah, you gotta you gotta use the right strategies in order to live the dating life you actually want to have. And having things going on in your life too. Say again. Having things going on in your life. If you're a busy person, you you don't have time to be jealous. If you're hustling your ass, if you're a guy and you're hustling your ass off, making lots of money, like setting up lots of business meetings, getting on lots of sales calls, you don't have time to be jealous or like going on trips. You know. It's true. It's like the girl will be the one who's jealous. You know, it's it's always like in, in every relationship, someone always has like the power. Someone always has more power over the other person. Yeah, and that's then, accurate. Honestly, it'd rather be you. Yeah. Keeping it real. It's, it's better, it's it's better, better it's that you. you're the one winning. Like outright, it's better you're the one winning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rather than uh, like the girl having power over you versus you having the power of the girl. Mm-hmm. So- Take whatever advice f- that you're taking from this, but it's like there's always someone reacting to the other person more. Someone is usually at the cause, and someone is usually at the effect. So what that means is you want to be the one at the cause. You want to be the one in control of the dynamic of the relationship and leading it in the directions you want it to mm-hmm. be. I mean, ultimately, if you're in a committed relationship, you want to start seeing it as a win-win, you know. But it, as a man, as I think a default place to be is you be the one in control i agree with that well justin i have a question for you what's the question why is it so easy for you to bring girls home it's a great question why is it so easy for me to bring girls home so are you, are you asking me why do i find it easy to bring girls home or why do why, girls just why do you why do girls like for example tonight justin i call him at like 2 a.m no, you call me at 5 a.m. Oh, sorry. Is it you, call me, you call me at 5 okay, in the fucking morning. Okay, it felt like 2. So I call him at 5 o'clock in the morning saying he just woke up and he's like, bro, what the fuck? Eight girls are spamming my phone all night saying, where the fuck are you? Cause so I was supposed to go to the club. I was supposed to go to the club for 10.30 p.m. I was supposed to be at the, the venue, outside the venue with a bunch of girls. I sent a bunch of girls there too. And uh, here's the kicker. I looked at my buddy's stories. There's a shit ton of girls who I know and I'm friends with. Tons of girls there who I'm really good friends with, I know, party with, or I've hooked up with Mm -hmm. at the club, partying, having a great fucking time. And there's a bunch of girls who showed up, who went in, who didn't even message me. And then there's eight other girls who I didn't message, who I haven't talked to in weeks or whatever, messaging me being like, hey, where are you? Let's hang out. What are you doing tonight? Like all these other girls... And it's not even like one girl. It's like groups of girls. It's like, hey, me and my friend Sabrina are looking for you. Where are you? What are you doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, shit. All right. So I was sleeping because I was feeling under the weather and I was uh, resting up. And so I didn't really want to go out, you know, overexert myself. If I had to break down why girls just want to hang out with me or why, like over the last two months, dude, I cannot tell you how many people or how many girls have been in my house parties, adventures, craziness, intimacy, all kinds of crazy shit. And I think the reason for that probably is because I'm really good at making people feel comfortable around me. But um, a bigger reason is I've done fucking game for fucking almost 10 years. 
I've been game for 10 years. I've developed this skill of making people feel comfortable and safe and respected. And I'm also very nice. I think I'm just a very nice guy. Very respectful, mm -hmm. nice to everybody. And they you know trust I mean? you. And they trust you, right? What, there's a saying, when people like you, they will trust you. When people trust you, they'll do business with you. But I find that, that's like an old school business principle, right? When I find when people like you, they trust you. And when people trust you, they come home with you. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking about it recently. Do you remember uh, Alfredo's birthday, my roommate's birthday, when we're, we're just like, Justin, I feel like we just collect hoes. <laughs> and I'm like, kind of do it. So we're just collecting them, like bring them to the party or whatever the fuck we're doing. Just surround with like an entourage of girls. I do remember, girls. yeah. We, we started off with three girls on our walk from your place. Actually, we started with none. And then we picked up three girls in some corner. <laughs> we picked remember. up more girls in, in the next corner. And by the time we reached the club, we had about what? Like eight girls? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Dude, yeah. that was the, fucking The one in Mr. Wolf, dude. Yeah, we, we literally started <laughs> off with three girls, and we were walking down the street. Because we didn't want to show up, just us. <laughs> dude, guys, this is a really funny story. So, this is actually a few weeks ago. We were we were going to go to a club on a Wednesday night. And so, we have a rule. We never want to show up to the club empty-handed. We never want to show up without girls. And so, we met up with three girls that Matt knew. I called up a girl who I knew was going to come. We're walking down the street. You bump into another couple girls we know. They had chat up some random fucking girl on the way. We're like, hey, come to the club with us. And so, like, we ended up getting to the club. And then we're, like, with, like, eight fucking chicks. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, when we left the house, we were with no girls. We left my house. There was zero girls with us. Now we're with, like, eight chicks at the club. Like, how, how, what the crazy. fuck just happened in the last, like, on 25 minutes? On a Wednesday minutes? night. On a Wednesday night. On a Wednesday night where it's, like, dead as fuck. Yeah, it was dead as fuck. And I'm like, what? And then I, I went up to you to be like, yo, I feel like we're collecting girls. <laughs> girls just want to have fun, bro. Girls just want to have fun. Uh -huh. Right? And so you, you got you to gotta be the guy who's making things happen, yeah. creating fun experiences. Remember back in the day, we were at the beach and we filmed that video, Bringing the Party? Yeah. You got to bring the party. I made this really cringy video uh, probably around like seven years ago called... Bring the party. Then there was this huge YouTuber named Bearing. Do you remember that that dude? He made a roast video roasting me. <laughs> like he just kept me like, "Yo, just gonna bring the party." But like, but like the whole concept. We stuck with that concept. Just like, you want to bring the fucking party anywhere yeah. you fucking go. The energy, the vibe, the emotions, the experience, and create experience, and create value for yeah. others through whatever it is you guys are doing. Yeah. Right. And and girl, uh, having girls attracts more girls too. Yeah. It's like a ripple effect. It's weird. It's like Pokemon. The more girls you get, the more girls you get. Yeah. Having a level five Pokemon, mm -hmm. you could, if you have like 10 level five Pokemons, you can catch like a level 10 Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If you have a bunch of pretty girls around you, it's like the rich gets richer. It's like you just get to bring so many more girls because other girls look at you and they're like, whoa, this fucking guy is so comfortable around all these pretty girls, but all these pretty girls are so comfortable around him that these girls are just more likely to hang out with you. These girls are more likely to kick it with you. These girls are more likely to spend more time hanging out with you. Social proof, yeah. It's social proof. It's pre-selection, right? Mm -hmm. You've been pre-selected by a bunch of pretty girls. Mm -hmm. That makes other girls want to hang out with you. Think, think of this. If you go out with one girl, you could pick up another girl. Mm -hmm. If you go out with two girls, you could pick up another two girls. If you go out with like five girls, you could pick up another five girls. And so when I throw parties at clubs, I'm already bringing like 80 to 100 girls a weekend. I've had weekends that bring out 100, 200 girls. I've had nights where me and my buddy Lucas brought out 250 chicks to the fucking club. How easy is it when I do that? How easy is it for me to go walk around the club, chop other fucking girls, and bring them to my fucking table? How difficult is it or easy is it for me to walk around the club and chat random bitches and bring them to my fucking table and then they see, oh, this guy already has a like hundred other girls. He's a man of abundance and now they're like so intrigued by me. Now they're down to give me their Instagram. Now they're down to hang out at the next party, the next event, whatever the fucking next thing we're doing is. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm following like 2,000 fucking hot chicks on Instagram. Most of them I haven't even messaged or followed up with because I just have too many girls to even fucking balance. You just gotta bring the party. Goddamn, bring, bring the party. Bring the party. So all that being said, guys, it's like the rich get richer and the more girls you get, the more results you get. And this is how you kind of just naturally become the party guy. It's because you're the party guy now. Everyone wants to hang out with you. You're the cool fucking fun party guy that everyone wants to be around. Yeah, and you're coming from a place of offering value. That's always it. Like what makes us different from most guys, from the average guy, is we don't want anything from them. We literally I mean, talk don't get to wrong. If she sucks my left nutsack, like I'm not complaining. I don't want that. <laughs> I want both. <laughs>
<laughs> but um, coming from a place of offering value, like like those girls that we're walking with, we just know that we know where the best party's at that night. And they're going to some like just like random bar. Yeah, they're just at some shitty little rinky yeah. venue. We're like, fuck that, ditch that, come do what we're doing instead because it's more fun. And yeah, we're literally not trying to take any value. Like all jokes aside, we're not trying to take any we value. Didn't, we didn't need them to come. Like no, we straight up we, did not need. We didn't them need to them come. to come. We don't need to hook up. We don't need anything from them. Yeah. All we need is good vibes. We just and want good vibes. You know what's crazy? Women are so intuitive. Women are the most social creatures in the planet. Like I don't know what they're like. Think about this. The average woman is getting hit on since the time they fucking grow tits. So like from the time they're in like elementary school, they're getting hit on by creepy old fucking dudes. They need to develop an instinct, a female instinct of being intuitive and being socially aware and being socially intelligent, right? And what that means is now in their adulthood, they're just so fucking good at reading people. So they can size you up in a second. And if they could see this guy's offering value instead of taking value, they want to tag along. They want to be part of whatever it is you're doing. They just want to tag along and be part of whatever it is you're doing as long as you're doing something cool. So offer value, do some cool shit, and they'll come fucking tag along. Mm-hmm. Don't bring any guys. And yeah, that's another trick actually is like have a really good ratio of girls to guys. Like the higher your ratio, like if you're going to the fucking movies, if you're going out to dinner, if you're going to have a lunch, if you're going to party, if you're going to the club, dude, if you're going to date, do like a group date with like you and 10 girls. <laughs> it's, instead of just like you go on a date with one girl one-on-one, just go to like go to like a restaurant or dinner with like you and ten chicks. You know ten chicks you've already hooked up with. <laughs> like, like you, you want to really impress a girl, dude? All the time, bro. You, you really want to, me too. You you really want to impress a fucking chick? Bring out like five other girls you ever had sex with on that date. Yeah. She's gonna look at you, and be like, "Holy shit, you're a boss!" All these girls are gonna be treating you with the utmost respect. She'll be able to feel your abundance. She'll be able to see, wow, all these guys are all these, all these girls are so nice. This guy, I must be on my best behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A guy who does that very well is uh, Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, Dan Bilzerian does that he really, really well. He would literally take like 30 girls that he's like hooked up with to an island. And apparently the girls <laughs> will get so depressed because like they all want Dan's attention. It's trippy, right? Yeah, but in that environment, it's like he's the boss. Yeah, he's the one running the show. He's the one running the fucking show, right? It's like at that point, it's like you're paying less attention to the girls too and it makes them almost competitive yeah. and it, back to what we're talking about jealousy is it, it makes them like fight over your attention they start wanting to like fight for your attention and for your approval yeah. and they give you less shit tests they, dude they, they won't even shit test you they, they won't shit point. test you they won't even shit test you when there's like 10 girls that want your attention they're not gonna be bitchy they're not gonna give you any shit they're not yeah. gonna be rude why would they yeah why would they it's very different to a situation where you hang out with a, just a girl one on one yeah, I can't really like. It just wouldn't really make sense for a woman to shit test you if you're with like twelve other girls, because now she's gonna lose opportunity with you. Yeah. You're gonna stop paying attention to her outright, and then like she's just not gonna want to fucking you know. She doesn't want that pressure on her, right? She doesn't want that feeling of like, oh wow, I just pissed this guy off, and I doesn't want my attention. Mm-hmm. Why is it so easy for you to get girls back to your place? Because you have a penthouse. <laughs> I don't think it's it though, but it Dude, it does make, it does get girls over it does crazy. Help. It helps for sure. Yeah, because what? Like you're gonna ask your girl to come back to your apartment? Dude, I used to do it all the time. A Queen's Key condo. I would even say I used to get girls over easier at the Queen's Key condo than I do at my penthouse. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Why? I used to fuck more girls at the Queen's Key condo. Hands Why? Down. Come my lakeside condo next to the CN Tower. That's literally what I'd say. Next to the la- CN Tower. Come to my lakeside condo next to the CN Tower. Yeah, but yeah. Like, I guess you're building it, building it up as well. Yeah, just make your sound. Bro, my, I mean, even this place, like we like, say, we say yo, my, yo, studio, my right? studio, right? So come sick. to the studio. In reality, it's a, it's a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it is a studio, though. Bro, my, my place is a two-bedroom apartment. What's the difference? Or it's a penthouse. You know what I mean? pe- <laughs> it's all about the framing, the marketing, the setup. Can I say this is a penthouse? Like, that's the thing, though. You can't say <laughs> it's a penthouse. So, <laughs> so coffee. I mean, yeah, if it, if it had a if it had a, like a higher floor and a nice view, or if it was top floor, you could say it's a penthouse. Yeah, Tag, all, dude, all this has to be is on the top floor, and so it's a penthouse. You know what I mean? True. Get a penthouse. If it's tenth floor, just become a penthouse. Yo, guys, ask us anything. Comments down below. What the fuck? Why is this guy in the live and he's not saying anything and I can't hear anything? Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, buddy? Appreciate How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing alright. Doing great. Um, I, just, I just want to say um, thank you for everything. How you are, bro? You're such an inspiration. Hey, cheers, you know? buddy. Appreciate that. Straight to the point. 
my life used to be great, bro. Bro, like I don't believe in myself no more, bro. Like I lost my car. Like I know it sounds like bullshit. Like I stopped doing a pity party, but it's like I don't even give a fuck anymore, and I want to, but I can't. I know exactly what you're saying, bro. Trust me. I, you know what's crazy? I've been there. I've been there many times this year. I've had my best year in business, hands down. My best year financially. And I've, I've been there, dude, I, you know, it's crazy, man. Your mental health as a human being is so easily affected. So even though you feel stuck, it's not that it's impossible to get out of it, but when you're in there, it could feel like it's impossible to get out of it. So yeah, like you lost your car for whatever reason, your life just went to shit for whatever reason. Now you have two options here. You could either accept it and accept the reality for what it is and start making moves to get out of there, or you can just cry. You could just fucking cry. I have tons of fucked up stories related. Last year, I had a fucking media scandal. I had an international media scandal in Latin America, and it destroyed my business, my livelihood, and I had to move back home and start everything from scratch. Now, I did I did cry, but I was kind of depressed for a few weeks. But after a few weeks, I'm just like, all right, time to fucking you know pull myself up by my bootstraps and make shit fucking happen. Now, here's the issue, right, with depression is it can actually become addictive, right? You can get addicted to the emotions. It's almost like at some point you don't need to be sad anymore, but you're just fucking addicted to feeling that way. And it almost creates this weird feedback loop because you start fucking just feeling more and more depressed. You start feeling more like just like sad and it starts almost feeling good. It almost feels comforting to feel sad at times. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah. Yeah. You felt like almost it almost yeah. feels good to just like sit at home and do nothing and just be sad and not take action towards your life yeah. and whatever the fuck your reasons are, whatever the fuck your excuses are, you're just like you're just there. Yeah. You gotta start changing yeah. shit up. You gotta you gotta change shit up quick. You gotta change up your environment. You gotta change up the people around you. You gotta change up your mindset. You gotta change up your daily habits if you truly do want to put yourself out there. Because logically, on a logical level. You know you shouldn't be there, but on an emotional level, on a deeper level, almost on like a spiritual level, it almost feels like you deserve to be there. Yeah. And so it's like, you really need to start changing shit the fuck up in order to pull yourself out there. Otherwise, you might spend the next six to 12 months stuck. I don't want to be like that. <laughs> Can you imagine spending the next six to 12 months in the exact same position you're in right now? Yeah, and I, I, I can't. And it's like, I know that it's greatness. I watch your videos because honestly, I got kids and stuff. And like, I want my life to be dedicated to them, but it's like I have a lot going on. So it's like I just know it's greatness on the other side. I know it, but it's like I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of scary. It's scary as fuck. Dude, life's a fucking trip, man. And you know what I've realized? And here's something I've actually re- this is like one of the biggest epiphanies I ever fucking had in my life. It's like a lot of people look at my content for like guidance, perspective. And I guess you could say, like, to see, like, the light at the end of the tunnel. And, and bro, let, let me tell you something. It is there. It is there. But what's crazy is, like, nobody's an authority over you. And here's the thing. I've met people who I look up to. I look at their content. Like, they know what the fuck's going on. And they, they look at me like, Justin, I don't know what the fuck's going on. That, what's insane about this is, like, there's no fucking answer I or anybody could give to you in order for you to be able to just figure shit out and pull your head out of your ass and make shit fucking happen. So you kind of just got to make shit happen like on your own. You got to just fucking like put yourself in a position where you've no other choice. So you're saying you have kids, make your fucking kids your motivation to hustle and grind. Make your children your motivation to fucking hustle like a motherfucker and get out of whatever shitty situation you're in, get rich and fucking live a life of abundance. It's all about the reframe. It's all about the reframe. You know, like shitty things happen all the fucking time. It's really your mindset, the way you perceive reality to be, and the way you handle the situation. Yeah. So, look, things suck right now. Get out of that situation. Whatever you got to do. Dude, take some fucking shrooms. Seriously. Go take psilocybin mushrooms and go fucking have a hallucinogenic experience and then go like fucking like decompress and figure out whatever the fuck answers you need to go figure it out. But you need to go seek out those answers, figure them out, and get your life back on track instead of sitting around and crying like a little bitch because you have kids to feed and you got a fucking life to take fucking action on. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Can I add something? Yeah. 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 Add whatever yeah. you want, Matt. So I appreciate it, bro. Thank uh, you. Uh, what's your name, man? My real name is, is 
Kalia, Kalia, thanks for the question. I'll just personally share what I what I like to do with the if I ever am stuck in a situation kind of like yours is I just ask myself one question. Where am I? I guess there's two questions. Where am I at right now and where do I want to be? And I figured those two questions out. And once I know exactly where I'm at and where I want to be, let's say you do know where you want to be financially, in your relationships, in your goals, in your career, you just find somebody who is getting the results that you want, figure out what they're doing, and you do the exact same thing they're doing. And you just do that. It's just as simple as that when it comes to strategies. If you want to do what Justin's doing, if you want to do whoever your role model is doing, find a way to either get around them or read books about them and you just do exactly that. It's like very simple advice. You probably already know it, but not a lot of people do it. But I do it with myself. Right now, I'm a photographer and I can confidently say I'm successful in my career. And I just figure out what exactly the top photographers are doing and I just do exactly what they're doing. And that's how I got to where, where I'm at right now. And same with girls, like getting good with girls. I just found a way to hang out with the best of the best. I do exactly what they're doing. And eventually I just got there. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a very simple formula. You don't have to be emotional about it and be like, I can't like do it. Well, no, it's just like you just do something and it creates a result. It's just cause and effect. Back to what we're talking about, like, you know, being depressed, depression, like, it's such a fucking real thing. Cause like, dude, depression is something I struggled my whole life since I was like 10 years old. I've been struggling with depression for the last 20 fucking years, but use that as a motivator. Instead of staying in the shit, use it to motivate you to get the results you want to achieve. Cause it, you can turn it from a hindrance into a way for you to achieve exactly everything you could ever want out of life. Does it make sense to you? Yeah, it does. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. Because I, I got to the point where, like, I was doing, I've been doing so much other people and stuff and take care of my kids, and I felt like I, I've been misunderstood. And it kind of discouraged me. And then, like, watching you and then actually talking to you right now, it's like, damn, it's like I'm really talking to somebody that's mm-hmm. where I, like, he's on that level where I want to be. Yeah, that I'm that's what it is, too, is hang around people. It's just like, the people that you surround yourself. Here's the best advice I can give to you, Okay. So it's like, you're talking to me right now. I'm just a fucking dude. How many guys out there are absolutely killing it in life, but they're just, they don't see themselves as that. They're just a fucking guy. My roommate makes an insane amount of fucking money. He has a crazy personality, crazy lifestyle, great fucking dude. He literally is like a celebrity, but nobody knows who he is. That's the best way I can describe him. It's like, he's got that God energy of like, he could be a celebrity. He's like a fucking millionaire. He's so successful but nobody knows who the fuck he is. He's like virtually a nobody to the public. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Go find people like that. Go find people out there who are exactly where you want to be in life, who are exactly where you want to be. They're having the day in life you want to have, this career success you want to have. They're having the, the free time that you want to have. Copy everything they do. Figure out all their little habits. Every little fucking habit. Copy everything. Implement it to your own life. And watch your life completely transform. Two years from now, you'll be in a very different place. You don't, you won't be depressed anymore. If you're telling me right now you had a million fucking dollars in your bank account, if you opened your fucking checkings account, Bank of America, whatever the fuck, and you had a million and a half dollars sitting around there, you have all your free time, you have a business pulling in 100K a month, you have like eight different girls who want to come over and hook up with you that night, you got a main chick who's ride or die as fuck, are you telling me you'd be feeling depressed right now? Here's the fucked up things. You can have all those things that still feel fucking depressed. And at that point, you got to figure out what the underlying issue is. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like I said, like, I got two kids, and it's like, that means nothing. But, um, like, I don't really care about money. Like, I don't care about, I literally don't care about money. My car got towed yesterday, and I didn't give a fuck. Like, I so, so what are you looking like, for that will help you overcome your depression and find that inner fulfillment? What is right. it? What What is it? I'm asking you a question. I'm not. I, I I'm gonna ask that. you a philosophical, fucking rhetorical question. I'm asking you right now. What is it? Think about it logically. Everybody knows what it is that will make them feel deeply fulfilled. And either you know it logically or you know it emotionally. What What do you think it is? I just want to make people feel good, bro. I do music. Like I'm good at a lot of things, but I just know I just want to make people feel good. And I don't like if I'm not 
doing what I'm supposed to be doing as far as like, I want people to know me just as much as they know the bigger celebrities. Like I want to make everybody come together how other celebrities do. Like, and I don't even really want the celebrity status. I just want to bring everybody together. So you want the impact, you want to feel fulfilled off the impact you're creating in society, essentially. So figure out what you're passionate about and start, why do you think I'm starting a podcast? I have almost 100,000 followers on fucking YouTube and I'm starting a brand new podcast from scratch. I'm spending money on a brand new business from fucking scratch. We Look at this production studio. Why would I ask Matt Levine, a friend of mine who most people don't know who, who the fuck Matt Levine is on my social media channels. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. So some people watch some of my OG content from way back in the day that maybe some of them recognize Matt. Why would I ask Matt, hey, Matt, let's do this fucking podcast together? Because it's that same fucking reason. Knowing I can hit people on a deeper level and impact even more fucking people than I already have. And I'm getting half a million views per month on, on, on YouTube and social media. Does it make sense? So it's the same fucking thing. It's like trying to hit it home even further. So you obviously know what you want to achieve. So now just shut the fuck up and go fucking do it. Cut your excuses and go fucking do it. If you're, if you're saying you want to make music, you want to bring people together, whatever it is, go fucking do it. Stop making excuses and go make it happen. Okay? I appreciate you, man. All right, bro. Much love, man. Good chatting with you, bro. You have a nice day. Love. Hope you figure it out. That was great. Yeah, it was really good. You killed it. I actually want to add one more thing. Yeah. If he's still on live. He's off the live, but you can add it. I'm sure he's still here. What I wanted to add is also perspective, right? I feel like humans, we have we inherently just don't feel enough as a default. And sometimes we need to take a step back and be grateful of whatever the situation we're in. Because even me, every time I feel dissatisfied and unhappy, I would look back six months ago, I'm exactly where I wanted to be six months ago or a year ago and a couple of years ago. And sometimes I just like forget all that because humans I feel like are like, we think about the future a lot and like, where I want to go. And sometimes you just need to take a step back and just like appreciate what you already have and just be grateful. Yeah. Just appreciating where you're at, realizing, you know, the whole concept of like being exactly where you want to be six months ago. Cause like I totally resonate with that. Like the past couple months have been better than what I could have hoped it to be six months ago. No, I remember setting goals of what kind of like economic results I want to hit in the next few months or, you know, how much money I want to make or what kind of dang results I want to have. And, you know, just hitting those fucking goals. And so just realize you are six months away from having exactly everything as you want to have. Now, I'm not going to say you're going to be a billionaire in six months. If that's your goal, you got to be fucking realistic and get your head out of your ass too. It's, you're not going to be a billionaire in six months, right? But if you have like a realistic, tangible goals of, you know, where you can be in six months, start working towards them and you'll be there within six months. It's not that hard to, to actually be there. Someone asked Matt, yo, how how to blog from introvert and unable to club game to being able to be social and have a great social circle in clubs? So how do you go from, I, that question didn't make sense, but he's asking essentially, how do you go from being a shy introvert dude with no social skills to being this cool, fun, popular guy going out, yeah. meeting girls, being social, going to the clubs? That's that's really interesting because I really believe in, and I'm an introvert. I really you think, are. I, I really think I'm an introvert. Like I prefer, talk, talk I prefer being on my own and sometimes I go to the club and like I don't want to talk to anybody I'm just like an introvert like that but I call myself like I'm an introvert but I know how to talk to people that came from years of forcing myself to become an extrovert people see us outside people think you know they're just naturally just like social but there's a lot of work that we put into it dude I went out every day for 1,500 days in a row. Yeah. So like you might have heard of the 30 day challenge if you guys don't know what the 30 day challenge is it's go out every single day for 30 days to practice yeah. dating soul skills and practice picking up girls. I did that for 1500 days in a row until COVID hit. I literally did that 1500 days in a fucking row. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened. And it's like, Oh That's shit. Insane. Isn't that fucked? I think I did like nine months. That's the most I've done. Really, like every single day I went out somewhere. Yeah. I did that yeah. 1500 days in that time. I went to like 30 countries, hung out with like influencers, moved to LA, moved to a bunch of different countries. Yeah. Did it, Dude, that, that was like eight different girlfriends. Seriously. Yeah. Insanity. It's just we made that decision in the beginning that we're, we want to develop our social skills. And I remember we would have days where we would go out and we'd try to approach 100 people. 
Dude, that, I remember back in uh, 2013, it was New yeah. Year's tw- Eve, 2013. Yeah, and there's okay. one time we had a competition who can approach I remember people. that. Dude, December 31st, 2013, we went to the Eaton Center. We tried, <laughs> this is fucked up. We tried to do 100 approaches that day <laughs> each, and I, I hit like 30, and you did hit 100. I hit 100. And I was so sad. I remember going home sad that I didn't hit 100 because you won the competition. I felt like a blow bitch. Yeah. But then I ended up hooking up with a girl that night, and I was like, holy shit, because the social momentum yeah. led me into more intimate experiences. Yeah, I think we, I talked to 100 girls or I think 100 people in general and they got like 13 numbers or something. Fucking wild. Yeah. Right? It was like it was first few months really you know, doing return, the whole game stuff. But like, <laughs> we, were, we were like teenagers? Yeah. Yeah, we were teenagers, was like 18 right? years old. So like most people don't see the work that we had to put in in order to become the people that we are. Me and you, we can just approach anyone about anything. Pretty much. Yeah, and I can talk to anyone. I don't prefer it since I'm a natural introvert, but because I wanted to change my dating life, I wanted to change my social life because I came from a place, not just shy, but I do remember going to summer school in my high school and I didn't know anybody in summer school and I came home on my first day shaking, shaking in my living room. My dad came to me and be like, and he told me like, what's wrong? Why are you shaking? I'm like, I don't know. Like my hands were literally like this and I remember going for a run after that. I'm like, I need to change this shit. I cannot feel like this. Being a 16 year old, like I wanted to change. And that's really the motivation that I had in order to work on myself. If you don't use it, you lose it. So if you don't practice soul skills, you lose yeah. your social skills. So go out and practice soul skills. Go out, practice cold approach. Go practice dating skills. Go practice your confidence. Go practice your articulation. Go practice everything. It's beautiful. Yep. So thanks for listening, guys. That was the episode three of the Wingman podcast. Uh, We'll see you on the next episode. Anything you want to add, Justin? I would say, guys, make sure to go out and kill it. Make sure to go and follow me on Instagram, DrunkJustin2. Go follow Matt on Instagram, (laughs) Matt.Levine. He's Uh the best photographer in Toronto. Fucking legend. Hope you guys found that entertaining and learned something. And uh, yeah, just to recap, just live in abundance. I live every day like it's my last, or at least I try to. Sometimes I forget that concept, but live every day like it's your last because it could be. It's true. You never know. Death comes to us all. Mm-hmm. Make sure to live every day like it's your fucking last. And also, guys, uh, if you haven't subscribed to our channel already, make sure to do that right now. We really do appreciate that. We want to grow this channel into the number one podcast in the world. We're going to beat the Joe Rogan podcast. We're going to beat... Impulsive. <laughs> we're going to beat Logan Paul's impulsive podcast. We're going to beat everybody. We're going to get 10 billion subscribers 10 within billion. the next... There's not ten, even 10 billion people, but we're going to get 10 We're going to get 10 billion subscribers. People are going to love this podcast so much that they create more accounts just so that they can subscribe. You guys are going to get so much pussy from listening <laughs> to this that new populations can be created and are going to subscribe. Will. We do help guys get pussy. I wonder how many babies have been made directly or indirectly for my content over the last like eight years. <laughs> fucking insanity how many times I, well I, I've had clients who got how, girls pregnant and they're abortions? having babies <laughs> like <laughs> seriously though, like straight up how many abortions uh, have had happened because of your content <sighs> at least three at least at three at least three <laughs> at least three it's gotta be at least three all jokes aside like I actually know like life has been created for my content and for my coaching so fucking crazy yeah. shit I think no, this was it. fun this was fun epic right, guys subscribe and, no don't count it out keep it in subscribe Make sure to smash the thumbs up. Leave a giant thumbs up on this video. And we'll see you guys in a new video. Justin Mark. And Matt Levine. Let's go, baby.